Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Andy Brant Bernard, co-host Catherine Brandt. Oh, and we'll right. be right back to kick. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> whatever. We'll be back. A special guest, Beth Kramer. Why didn't I notice her before? A memoir about dying to live. Beth with us next with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24 hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. There's no business. Oh, no, that's right. I keep forgetting we don't have music coming back for right now. When Not are you going to have music again, Andy? Uh, hopefully tomorrow. All right. That'll now be that good. I have Man, heads up. Sometime in the future. When is, uh, is Beth available? Yep. Beth Kramer, ladies and gentlemen. The book is called Why Didn't I Notice Her Before? A Memoir About Dying to Live. How are you, Beth? Hi, I'm good, thanks. You get a good signal on the phone? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's a little faded, but I hear you. Okay, as long as you can hear us, it's not really low. I just wanted to make sure. In the fall of 2017, Beth Kramer went to a doctor for heartburn and came home with several, uh, seven samples of Prilosec and stage 4 of What? Wait a minute. I don't want to even read this, Beth. I want to hear it from you. Man. She just starts laughing. That's great. Anyway, so you went in 2017, you went to the doctor. No, you pick it up from there. Okay, so you don't have the book. You haven't read the book. Um, no, I got it. I, I have it right here in front of me, but I still want. I do, but I just don't want to read the part about the stage four ovarian cancer. My God, that's got to be a little terrifying. Yeah, it, it, that's how it was as much a surprise to me as it was to you just then. That, that's how I thought when the doctor told me you have cancer. Those three little words. Um, you know, uh, I fifty years old, no sign of illness. Um, ovarian cancer has no, no real telltale symptoms. Um, they call it the silent killer for a reason. Yeah. And so, but he did have some heartburn. So uh, smartly went to a gastroenterologist and, and uh, mentioned the heartburn and then said, you know, but I do have a little, uh, ball, a little bump in my pelvis region. Would you just feel it and tell me, it's, you know, that it's nothing and it's going to go away? 
and the doctor mm. uh, touched it and pulled her hand back like she was burned or scorched by a hot pan oh and God. sent me for a CAT scan immediately. Ugh. And it turned out that I had very advanced cancer. Wow. And you had no, not, and the heartburn wasn't related to that, right? Not at all. Okay. No. That's a good thing I went for the heartburn. Or I wouldn't be alive yeah. right now. That's amazing. Yeah, there's no question about that. Now, now, Beth, stage four is usually terminal, isn't it? Well, it is terminal. I mean, you know, I'm here right now, but, you know, what, what, you know, life is terminal. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, good know. observation, Beth. That's true. <laughs> so, people, you know, somebody says to me, well, yeah, but death is in your driveway. I'm like, okay, well, you know. Um, oh, great, thank you. I can handle that. I'm, I'm, uh, surprisingly, I'm still... You know, I'm doing really well. Um, I think Good. I'm surprising my doctors and certainly didn't expect to have a lot of the cancer just be um, remediated for, from uh, infusions and, and surgery and whatnot. But also, um, I feel good, so that's good. That is yes. a good thing. I want to get to a part of this that well, this fascinated me. Uh, it was through her diagnosis and impending death that she was finally set free from an obsession and debilitating regret that had defined nearly a quarter of her life. What's that all about? Well, it's true. So um, I was really struggling with some mental turmoil. Um, who do I want to be? What am I spending my time on? I wanted to have. I have a. Ch- I have one child, beautiful, a healthy boy, and I wanted more mm. children. I spent a lot of time obsessing over things that ultimately I couldn't fix or thought I could fix, and uh, I was looping. I just really could not get out of my head. And I consider myself a pretty sane person, but I've never been so self-involved and inflicted. I was just not kind to myself, and it it just lasted for about seven years. And I believe that that obsession and that angst and that anxiety manifested into into an actual cancer. Um, That's my take on it. Now, some people say, you're just not that powerful. But there's no cancer in my family. There's no history of cancer in my family. Really? Uh, mental illness, yes. You know, uh, cancer, no. And it just seemed too ironic to me. And so I, yeah, when I found out that I had cancer, it was, was kind of like, oh, God, it almost made sense. And then it, it informed how I navigate the rest of my days. So, I've, you know, it's definitely been a catalyst for change. Now, do you are, 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 uh, do you have a family and, and all the rest of you? You talked about having a child. Yep. I have a, are, I have a husband a, and I have a son. No, a husband, and a son. Uh, there you go. Three loving sisters and my mom, my dad. So how did they all handle it? With absolute shock. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it couldn't have been further from anything we've we would be prepared for in our lives because, like I said, nobody in my family had ever had cancer. Uh, so it just didn't seem real, but it definitely. So how are you? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, where did where did you get the strength that you have? You have a lot of strength. Where did it come from? Well, you know, I was so relieved to be rid of the anxiety. It happened overnight. I mean, it sounds really mm-hmm. strange, but like I'd been searching for clarity for seven years. I mean, through every single modality I could think of, things I'd never even heard of before. And when I heard you have cancer, it was like this weight had lifted. Maybe I felt like, oh, God, no, there's no more expectations and no more yeah. worrying about what I did in the past or worrying about what's going to be there for me in the future. Even, even though, to, you know, for anybody else to look at my life, they wouldn't know that I was experiencing these, these feelings. I think a mm-hmm. lot of what I'm finding out 
is how many people do walk around with this kind of anxiety, um, and what if. But it, but my strength came from being able to wake up without that anxiety. I mean, it's a different kind of anxiety with cancer, but it just isn't the same mm-hmm. as what I had. Do you do you? Is there one specific thing that causes anxiety, or is it just a buildup of things? Well, it is one. It's 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 one thing, and um, we don't have enough time to really try to get into it. And it, and it is really no, probably essential fine. to to the book. But um, yeah, I had I had an abortion, and um, it through me in a way that I didn't expect. Um, I totally mm-hmm. believe in a woman's right to choose, so I don't want to get into like any political discussion no, about no. it. But for no. me, it, it was, I had a vision um, after the termination. I woke up and I had like this acute breakdown. And everything, whether that, it doesn't matter whether the vision, of the, the vision I had was of a baby, whether the vision was my, maybe a rebirth of myself, maybe it was being a better or different mother to the child that I already had. But I had the illusion that there was a spirit that wanted to come back, come into my life still, and I needed to fix it. So I started doing all kinds of things through IVF and um, egg, egg donors, and I, and I just, but it, but it was ambivalent through the whole thing. So it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. And that I was so great, and though, I, that you... you know, I've, I've had depression in my life before, but, the, but nothing quite like that, that just... It threw off my confidence, like all my choices after that. The only, only certainty I had in my life is that I made a wrong choice. You know, and that it just, I was yeah. just not very kind to myself. I think it's wonderful, though, Beth, that, that if people sit down and read your book and, and, and hear you talking about this whole thing. I think some people just assume they're going to go in there and they're going to terminate and they're going to. And look, I, I, this is not political at all either. It's everybody's, it's their body and they, you do what you do. Right, so I don't, you know, I don't really have an opinion on all that stuff. I just kind of wondered, you know, going in there, you know, obviously being a man, I'm never going to carry a child or anything like that, at least not that I know of. But in any case, I don't know what that would even feel like going in. And and, and again, I'm not judging just for me personally. I, I, I don't think I'd care for that. Just like you. you. Know, it, it's so complicated. It really is. And I, I don't have any answers. I just think that... We make we make choices, and and you know there's always another. My husband was involved. It wasn't just me alone. Um, and mm-hmm. he personally, he truthfully didn't want to have another child. And uh, I, what I was felt, I wasn't in a place of strength that I just knew that he would fall in love and that everything would be okay. I just didn't. And I was the breadwinner. I was working very hard. Uh, I didn't want to put put you know put him in a position to care for two children when he didn't really, mm-hmm. he wasn't expressing interest. Um, I mean, it's just so complicated. No, I understand that. I love this this line, too. Who would have thought that the journey towards purpose and peace would be achieved through the teachings of cancer? That's a hell of a line. Well, yeah, it, God, you know, it's funny. You know, one thing we're not talking about is like the book is actually funny. So, no, well, we, I was going to get to that part, but, yeah, but yeah, get but, the serious no, stuff because, out of the way. I mean, and, and that is the humor. And some of the humor is in exactly that. I mean, the irony that, like, huh, oh, all I needed was a death sentence to, to, to make me dying to live, which is that, that subtitle that I gave it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Just suddenly, you know, I just I was able to lower my expectations. <laughs> and there was like That's things, good. the simple pleasures were of life, like weeding. Suddenly, weed—not re- reading, but weeding, like in the garden. To me, that would have been yeah. like, 
oh my god, what am I wasting my time weeding for? I got to be writing that great novel or making that great film. You know, and, and all of those expectations, which just really didn't help. Either things are going to get done either way, with or without the obsession, you know, being anxious about it. Um, but it lightened, it definitely lightened my load. <laughs> You know, whether the, the experience you went through uh, with the termination or, or the, the cancer, whatever, what you've gleaned from that, what you've taken away from that is really, really important. And I, I mean, not just for you, but pretty much for everybody you talk to. I think it's great. It's, yeah, it seems to be. And, and like the people that I'm talking to aren't, aren't cancer survivors or patients. Mm-hmm. Just, um, it, it seems to resonate with anybody that's ever held anxiety or, you know walking through life with a crazy mind, which don't we all? You know, and I, I, at the very beginning, Joe, when you were joking around, you're saying, hey, death's in your driveway. Well, death is in our driveway. I don't care if you live to be 100, what is it, 117. A woman in Japan just celebrated her 117th birthday. I guarantee you she's 117 years old, and she's going, well, is that it? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I... I tried at the very beginning when I got cancer, um, just like for the drama of it, perhaps, I kept looking up the statistics of how long, you you know, the five-year survival rate is of women with ovarian cancer. You know, I got really involved in that, and I would always mm-hmm. go into the doctor's office and say, tell, give it to me real, like, tell me, how long do I have to live, like, worst-case scenario. I don't know what I was, maybe I was hoping they would say, oh, well, just a year, you know, so that I could leave, keep living in this, like, dream bubble of, like, all I have is today. Got to just, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to live till I'm 117. No. Yeah, you do. Come on, let's no go. Interest. <laughs> no interest. No interest. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Look, uh, I held off on the humor part till the very last part of the, the interview because I think if people would understand... And I guess I'm kind of scared right now, Beth, because there's this thing about don't don't try to be funny because you'll hurt someone's feelings. It's like, come on, man. Uh, in the neighborhood in which I grew up, very, very poor people. I grew up in a very poor family. And I tell you what, if my brothers and sisters and we all didn't make one another laugh, it would have been miserable. You have to have fun and laugh. Thank you for saying that. Um, because when I'm asked, you know, what, what to tell other, what would you tell other people who, who have a friend or, or meeting somebody that has cancer, how do they relate to them? And, and that's what I want to be, say is, you know, there's a lot of downtime in cancer, like sitting and, you know, waiting for your blood draw. and what, there's a, There is a lot of humor around it, and it, and it does help to, to be able to not be so serious about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, you could be crabby about it or you can laugh and joke about it because it's going to have the same effect one way or the other anyway. Exactly. But you'll live a happier life. I, I just, I've always witnessed that. If things are really bad, let people joke around and lighten the moment because it's only going to help. No doubt. Yeah, I know. Somebody said to me once, you know, what's behind all the humor? And I wasn't really thinking about it. I don't, I don't, and I still don't have an answer to that, but I just know humor, for whatever reason, what had happened to me, you know, finding out that I had cancer after living with this anxiety for so long, I was able to, to find humor in things. Um, and not just cancer, but, you know, there are a lot of things mm-hmm. about cancer that, that just happen to be funny. I mean, you know, all the things you can do with a C card, <laughs> getting out of all the kinds of <laughs> I love coming up with things like that. And I'd just like to say oh, yes. this, I really want to petition for, like, an awards card for people with cancer. 
I was just thinking about this. Ooh, like, you know, like for every it. infusion you get, you should get like points for travel and hotels and airfare. <laughs> I couldn't agree. Well, let's talk to Trivago about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trivago or TripAdvisor? Trivago is a tri- is a is it what is it? Is it like a it's like one of those? Yeah, they sort of compare prices. No doubt. Uh, Beth, we have one minute left, and I will tell you this. One of my favorite parts is at the very beginning, uh, my wife is on the show. That was the woman you were talking to is, is my wife. Hey. And I love the fact that she's a very strong woman. She's very funny, very strong. But the first thing you said to me was, ah, didn't you bother to even read the book? <laughs> I love women like you, Beth. I, uh, I love women like you. It's like, yeah, dumb bastard. What do you do? I love that, that you started out the interview like that. It, it told me you have a lot of uh, a lot of strength and a lot of character, and you're, you're going to be around a long time, sister. <laughs> Thank you. And it wasn't trying to give you a hard time, really. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> please tell me you were, because I loved it. Good. I love it when women are like, yeah, shut up. I love it when women do those things. You know what I mean? I do. I really, really do. Beth, you're a terrific guest. All the best. Why didn't I notice her before a memoir about dying to live? Stay in touch, Beth. I'd like to talk to you once in a while and just see how things are going. So nice. I'd love to. Thanks. Thank you, Beth. Beth Kramer, ladies and gentlemen, C-R-A-M-E-R. Beth Kramer, why didn't I notice her before a memoir about dying to live? We'll be back with the family in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment. What would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Well, we're back. I don't know where Dad is. We're here. There Mom was talking are. to Mom about bleep, some bleep, stuff. Bleep, 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 bleep. <clears throat> we were just schmoozing about some stuff. That was all it was. I did love Beth Kramer. She's a tough woman, and she's got a sense of humor. She understands. Now, I think the worst part about having cancer for me, I mean, I've mm-hmm. had skin cancer, and I'm not comparing that with ovarian cancer by any stretch of the imagination, but 
It's how everybody else would act toward you. That's oh, what yeah. would drive I mean, me insane. The pity thing? Well, yeah, I wouldn't care for the pity thing. Well, everybody falling apart because, yeah. you know, your family would just like fall apart first of all and be like, ah, you know, and it would just be awful. And then, and then, yeah, and then just the way, because I mean, I have friends that have had cancer and are going through cancer. And I'm just like, I have a hard time not acting like I'm feeling sorry for them. No, I know. Because I do feel really bad for yep. them, but I don't want that to be our relationship. I don't want our relationship to change just because they're going, just because, because they're going through cancer treatments, you know? Yep. I understand completely. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it just changes the dynamic of your whole outlook on everything, I think. It does indeed. All right. Um, I got to ask you a question. And Tevin, your feet are going to be held to the fire on this one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Means this. There's a black question coming up, probably, or <laughs> or a millennial question coming up. What is a black Either question? Way. How about a black <laughs> millennial? <laughs> what is the problem with your sister Meghan Markle? I mean, I don't, I, she's bouncing. <laughs> <'Cause> I mean, <laughs> she's uh, yeah. They call it it quits on the. Uh, on the old royal family, which is something that I don't think that I... I mean, depending on I don't know exactly her whole situation, but to walk away oh. from the royal family, thats uh, you got mm-hmm. some stones to do that. Or you're just stupid. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not going to... I'll sleep in the palace. Stupid. They're looking for like a replacement to adopt into the family and fill a role. I'll go in there if they need a token black guy. <laughs> Now you're talking. You know, you should no, be like Manny Markle. Yeah, you're you could down. be Manny Markle. <laughs> yep. You go in there. I like your self esteem there. Yeah, yeah. You're, they're, they're, they need a quota. They have a quota to fill, and I will fill that quota when called upon. I, yeah. I, I don't even know. What does this mean that they're stepping away? They're just like, we're just not royals anymore. Right, we're just you can't common just, everyday people. Yeah, I'm, now they're what? They're just like me? You're going to go get a nine to five, too, while we're at it? <laughs> and, well, no. They're always going to be millionaires. Yeah. You can? And they're not going to live in the palace. No, I think that they were actually, the royal family's talking about just cutting them off. And it's like, okay, go work. See what no, happens. No, nope, not anymore. Oh, the no, queen, that's changed. The queen has agreed now to let them live part-time in Canada. I they don't want to live in the United States. She does not want to live in the United States. She wants to live in Canada. Mm. Is, she, is she from Canada? No. Why does she want to live in Canada? Because I'm sure America sucks. I'm sure that's... This woman what? is a nut job of the first... She reminds me of like a... Tevin Pittman with breasts. That's what she acts like. Tevin? <laughs> I mean, I, put up I bet shit. once they, once this all kind of like they get officially moved out and everything, they have to have a reality show. I guarantee they, they end will. up with their oh, own, yeah. their own oh, show. Oh, yeah. She and, is. Yeah. She's an actress. Yeah. She wants so, a show. You're I give right. It, I give it a couple months and they're probably already filming it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Somebody's watching them. Tevin, you're so smart. Through. This has probably all been orchestrated. Probably. This is like, probably all true. a publicity stunt so she can have a show mm-hmm. oh my right. god you're so right i bet you anything because yeah, then Netflix, oh we're gonna write you out year. of yeah we're gonna write you out of like the will or inheritance or blah blah blah, blah. well now they just got a oh, yeah like yeah. you said netflix tv deal <coughs> they're gonna be all right real housewives of the royal family or whatever she's gonna be doing i don't even know yeah. something like that oh, my oh because god. they're not abdicating so they're still technically royalty but they said they don't want any money from the royal family, yet, yet they want to keep their house. They're going to keep and their they keep it. title, their... Uh, 
Oh, they the are? privileges. Jeez. Yeah, they're not ab- Yeah, because See? abdicating means not being royalty anymore. But they're not yeah, abdicating. Yeah, that's right. Right. They're just so moving what is, away. See, um, they just don't want to do all of the, the things that a royal person yeah. has to do. That sounds like an American. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, I still want, I still want the money and the recognition. I just don't want any of the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I don't want to be doing all those hospital uh, walks and everything. Yeah. And well, I mean, they do. Do, it's a really tough life to be a royal. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stress and, and just. Listen to you. <laughs> okay. It can't be easy for them. Okay. Big <laughs> well, shot. Apparently, they do, they do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're all sitting around, right. you know. Toasting how wonderful they are. They they do a lot of things. That's the part they don't want to do. That's what I love. They want the money. They want the title. They want the house. They just don't want to do like charity benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's disgusting. Ish. It does sound a bit uh, mm-hmm. obnoxious. Well, she's really a pain in the ass, and he's a sugar cane all the way. I told you about the people. Apparently, she has freckles. Yeah. Does anybody yeah. know yep. about this? Yeah. Yep. And that women are having their faces tattooed. To look like they have people makeup are on freckles. Oh god, I can't You mean you're not going to do that? No. <laughs> Getting a tattoo Tevin on my face. Kevin shows up next week with Meghan Markle freckles. <laughs> <laughs> Tevin Markle. I guess, I guess they're turning out really badly too. I'm so sure. everybody's like mad. Yeah. Yeah. People. And they're tattoos. <laughs> right. They don't go away. How your face is going to hurt? Like. Yeah. yeah. From now on, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tevin Markle on the Family Podcast. People are nuts. Now we're talking. <clears throat> so I have a question for you, Tevin, because you're the mm-hmm. right age for this. Yep. Okay. Uh, Colin Coward, is that his name? Uh, yeah, the Fox Sports uh, yeah, analyst Fox guy. Fox Sports guy. So let me ask you a question. How would you like to be working at a sports radio station these days when you find out that Colin Coward's uh, got a podcast with 70 million listeners. Oh, he's like on a complete just another level. I remember when he was at ESPN and he yeah. his show was called The Herd. And then when he moved from ESPN to Fox, <coughs> which are rival companies, you'd think that ESPN yeah. would retain like, oh, we're going to keep your name of your show. And But no, he's such a big and high powered or not necessarily powerful, but popular where he gets to take the name of his show with him. And yeah, he's he's doing all right. And why is he so popular? Uh, he's very outspoken. He just has a lot of hot takes, and he just yeah doesn't really hold anything back. And he's, I've enjoyed watching his shows and listening to his shows whenever whenever it's on. But uh, yeah, he's very successful. And it's not like so he's right. Just... He's not like a former player or like right about anything more right. so than anybody else. He's just yeah one of those guys that. I think with ESPN, when they were kind of at the top of their game, he was able to get all these listeners. And once you are with somebody for so long, you kind of follow them to the next platform. But, yeah, he's – I don't mind him. No, I, I haven't spent a lot of time. I, You know, obviously I'm, I'm running around like a madman, so I have not had a chance to spend much time watching him. But he, he's kind of a goofy-looking guy, don't you think? Yeah, he's got a face for radio, I think is what they like he to does. say. He does. Yeah, so, he does. Yeah, but, he does. Uh, yeah, he's he's very wiry, an old wiry. But you know what? Guy. You gotta 
you got to hand it to ESPN and Fox. I mean, he's not a handsome guy. I mean, he's not a bad look. He's not homely or anything. No. But he's not a handsome guy. So you would think, oh, no, we need handsome people on TV. But they stepped up and said, hey, he's a goofball, but he's good. Yeah, and because they, like ESPN, they did the, uh, I want to say they kind of started the, yeah, you're on radio, but we need to fill these time slots in the middle of the day where nobody's watching ESPN. And so we'll have a camera up in the corner of the studio that kind of gives you a crude look at what he's talking about on radio, so it kind of works for both platforms. So, yeah, they, they definitely nailed that with his show. And he has his yeah. his co-host on the show, too. Um, I forget what her name is off the top of my head, but she's married to a former Dolphins player, and she is a smoke show. So I feel like people turn it, tune in for her because mm. she's the, the eye candy of the show and then also knows sports very well. Um, and then they stay for, for him because they get hooked on the show overall. But, yeah, he's got a very good-looking co-host. Where did you get that saying? What, a smoke, smoke show? show? Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a saying. I've heard a lot of people say it. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask you that is by coincidence, about a week ago, I was talking to a guy, and he said, so you're married to Catherine, right? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, boy, she's a smoke show. I think that's actually, there's a group on Facebook that that's, that's the Catherine Smoke Show funny. group with people that what? just stop yeah. her. Yeah, yeah so that's, there I is? Think that's where millions I got it. I think that's where I got it from. People. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. If you look up smoke, oh, this show guy in the was absolutely. He, honest to God, he was all over the fact of how, what a smoke show you are. What a, oh my God. I was like, yeah, she's not that great, actually. <laughs> Boy, did I just get a look. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to coast on that one. Yeah. Tom's <laughs> acting up today. I don't know what's going on. I'm in a good mood. What are you what's acting up for? I'm just in a good mood. Because the just Vikings to... did so well. Oh, I don't, okay. We already talked about the Vikings as much as we want to, Catherine well, Brandt. Well, the coming in, so yeah, you're going to right. have to relive oh, the misery. God. You're going to have to just the misery again. Or we could talk about how his Falcons did this weekend. Oh, that's right. They didn't yeah. play. I oh, forgot. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although they didn't play, yeah, and they had definitely funny. had a better weekend than us, so... Yes, they did, and well, as a matter of fact, Kostaki will be on in about eight, ten minutes, something like that, and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough talking about it again. But I, you know, you do. It's 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 the Monday after a complete flop failure of the Vikings yet again. Mm-hmm. But I just, are they ever going to figure out what it takes to win over at that puke hole? Uh, I mean, honest to God, it starts. I think we just need to get younger overall. We have some contracts like Kyle Rudolph, yeah, Iverson, yeah, Griffin, that's true. some guys that I mean performed well this year but aren't worth the money and get a little younger, get a quarterback right. on a rookie deal where we can spread money around to our offensive line and other various positions, and we just got to continue to hit on the draft. I mean, you look at the, the coaches, I think three of the four coaches left in the playoffs are all younger, like in their 30s, whether it's Packers with LaFleur, uh, the Niners with Shanahan, and uh, Vrabel with the Titans, they're all younger. We've got right. They've all got young quarterbacks, you know. So, or for the most part, got young quarterbacks with Mahomes in there. So, and even I mean, even Tannehill's playing well. So, it's it's tough to see everybody else get richer, and we're just kind of middle of the pack. But we always do it. Yeah, <clears throat> we always do things like I have never understood why a guy like Kirk Cousins, who has never done a damn thing in his career, ended up with $85 million. How did that even happen? Yeah, well, because his kind of situation of not signing and getting franchise tagged and franchise tagged where he was then in the driver's seat, it was kind of Mm -hmm. anybody that where he performed. I mean, he played well in Washington, but he wasn't 
not $84 million guaranteed well, but no, when God, he made no. the right business decisions and bet on himself, so it kind of worked out in his favor. Looking back, I would have given him nowhere near this amount of money, but can't knock the hustle, I guess. There are still fans out there commenting, we need to give Kirk Cousins a $100 million deal because he'll get there. It's like, are you blind? How many? How many? How old is he, by the way? Uh, I want to say he's mid thirties. He's be in like, his mid thirties. Yeah, I think because what he's actually he might not be that old. I think he's early thirties because he was drafted in the same draft class as uh, RG three. Oh, he was. Yep. So he's just about done. Yeah, he's definitely past his prime and on the back half of his career. But I mean, he could easily play <laughs> till he's almost forty. Like. A type of a Brady or Rodgers yeah. type breeze type of thing. Not that he's on their level, but he's got some years no, left in him. But he's not going to. We're not really going to resign him. I hope not. I hope not. But it's just one of those things where what do you do if it's not Kirk Cousins? I think we almost have to resign him and then draft a quarterback and then hope that quarterback <sighs> develops because we really don't. I mean, outside of maybe bringing like a Teddy Bridgewater back, who's probably not going to be back with the Saints. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of not a lot of options. It's kind of a devil you know It'll be type great. Of situation. What we should do is we should we should sign Meghan Markle, and she'll complain mm-hmm. and bitch so much. People just go, yeah, okay, you, you won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She'll just complain her way to the top. Yeah, and then she'll, she'll defect from the Vikings and, and take, some, <laughs> take some of these guys <laughs> with them. I'm into soccer now. <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to point that out. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the whole thing is just amazing. But... You know, Kasaki's going to be on in a few minutes, and we'll be talking about this. But he's going to talk about a lot more than just the Vikings. Uh, pretty. In- I still do not understand how you can go up twenty-four to nothing and lose the game. And how did you even do that? And especially on the road, the Texans get out to such a hot start on the road, and then just completely fall apart. Like because at that point, you're taking the crowd out of the game. They're going to be dejected. So yep. The team doesn't. The Chiefs don't have that energy going for them. But then it just shows how good Patrick Mahomes has been all year to. Say yeah, this he's is amazing. I'm st- he's still young, but is still able to keep his composure and, and lead a team back. There's no doubt about it. that guy can throw a football from any. I don't give a rat's ass if he's facing the other way; he'll still hit you right mm-hmm. on the money. Oh. He's unbelievable. He's got the shit. He's like if Brett Favre didn't throw all those interceptions all the time. Like he's a, that's kind of what he reminds me of as far as his ability yeah. just to absolutely sling the rock down the field. Well, Tevin, honestly, God, it was about mid-season. I'm watching a game with him, and he's kind of rolling to his right. He's looking, 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 nothing happening. Without even looking, he flips it to the left about Mm -hmm. 50 yards. It's like, how the hell did you do that? Like, man. And he makes it look so easy that it makes me think that, oh, I could go play quarterback. I can (laughs) <laughs> like you forget how hard that. you forget how hard it is because he makes it just look so effortless. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it it should be pretty. They do definitely want that Packer uh, Kansas City Super Bowl though. Oh yeah, because that was the very first one. And now it's the hundredth right? year, and so it kind of it's bookends. The year. So here we go. There was a kid at a party we went to. Catherine and I went to a birthday party on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And there was a young man there who insisted. And he he didn't really have a, a dog in the fight. I, I, I don't mean, he was a football fan, but I don't think for any particular team. But he literally just he thinks that the NFL is fixed, and that's why he won't pick a team. He literally thinks they cheat to make sure who wins. 
Yeah, there are definitely instances where you think, okay, this is fixed or the fix is in, but I don't know. Mm. I think it's because teams are so big, it's hard to tell 53 grown men that all have egos, hey, we're going to you know, fix games to this way so you guys aren't going to be able to win or you have to lose this game. There's right. just too many, I think, too many egos and too much. I mean, there's a lot of money in it to where you would want to fix it, but also you would think that you would want even smaller market teams to do well so that way it gets more interest around the league rather than just mm-hmm. the same same teams winning. And I think that out of all the markets, like why you would think, like, I mean, Dallas is always kind of relevant, but you would think, like, L.A., their teams would be better and they wouldn't have had, gone so long without a franchise right. as well. But Yeah, L.A.'s not a good NFL market. They're just not. Nobody goes to those games now and there are two teams. No, and like, and I'm interested to see when the Raiders move to Vegas next year. I think they're going to be kind of a similar yeah. situation where it's going to be essentially all road games for them. Because I mean, once they realize, or yep. once they said they were yep. building the stadium, the first thing I did was text like all my friends saying, "Oh, when the Vikings go and play in Oakland or in Las Vegas against the Raiders, like I for sure would go see that game." Mm-hmm. But no, I think you're absolutely right. That's exactly what's going to happen. There'll be like a like a 16 game road team. Yep, basically. We will take a break here. Be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Kostaki Economopolis, quick snaps, talking football, and we have to hear, oh, I'm so sorry the Queens got killed. I can hear it now. We'll be back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's Resolution Sale. Do what I did, and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. 763 333 7337. 763 333 7337. Hello. Are we back? We sure are. Are we back in the saddle again? Your mom is crabby old Appleton. Yeah. Well. Well, I, you know, I scheduled a uh, person to come in and do something on the house, right? A week ago. The um, window was 9, no, 10 to noon this morning. Then they texted me over the weekend and said, oh, we can't come until noon to 2. And you have to contact us and um, make sure that everything's okay. So I call them back and reconfirm. Then they call me back and reconfirm again. Then the guy just told me he can't come. (laughs) 
And you believe this? I just, what is wrong with businesses in America? It's Florida. Florida. Don't they We've want to make any, this isn't Florida. That's, no, that's oh. not Florida, it's Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm. I have somebody sitting there waiting for them in Minneapolis. I arranged somebody to meet them there, and mm. now they're not going to bother showing up. Of course. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you would think by it's now just, we'd get out of the, what? oh, we'll be there sometime from noon to two. Like, you can't just tell me yeah, what exactly. time you're going to be here. Like, no, I got a service exactly. recently. I won't say which service it is, but they're coming on Friday, and their window was noon to 7 p.m. Ugh. <laughs> like, why even give a window hours. at that point? Just yeah. say we'll be there on exactly. Friday at some point. I, it's just unbelievable. It's like... It, well, uh, you know who's always on really time? Can't. It's Kostaki. Kostaki Economopolis. That's, that's a Greek thing. There's a pro segue. I like it. There's How no question about it. I mean, How do you think I am? I don't, I, uh, I've never liked you, I want to tell you. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, have like, I have like four hardcore Vikings fans on my call sheet this week. It's, it's going to be a tough Uh-oh. week to make the call. <laughs> Well, this will make you happier. Uh, I didn't watch most of the game. Really? I watched a little bit of it here and there. I no, I just I'm I'm a lifelong Viking fan. I am a huge Viking fan, and I can see it coming, man. I didn't think they'd win last week, but then I remembered it was Sean Patton Peyton. Unless he cheats, he can't win. Yeah. So, well, Chad Daniels tweeted last night: Football is so much more fun when your team is out of it. <laughs> Which I thought, you know, it's really, because he's a hardcore okay. Vikings fan, too. Yeah. And I, I relate to that. My team's not in it, and I've had a blast watching the playoffs this year. So, I, you know, it's no pressure. You just get to enjoy the ride of it all. I, I don't know. Hey, you when's know, the Patriots I, game? <laughs> yeah, when's the Patriots Oh, that's cold. At least that. Uh, that's very, very cold. That's all I have to say to you, sir. Uh, that's all I'm saying to you. Well, look but at the bright true. side. Uh, the Vikings spared you the pain of losing another close game. So that was nice. It uh, wasn't close. No, that's for yeah. sure. There's no doubt about Dur- it. During uh, the game, they were advertising This Is Us. So I was like, aren't the Vikings fans crying enough already? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> no Minneapolis miracle Saturday. Not even no. a Minneapolis improbable no. coincidence. Uh, by the I way, like- the the San Francisco miracle is finding an apartment for less than two grand. So that's a different miracle altogether. Without turds in front of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the other part of it. I, you can I find something for five grand San a month. Francisco, and he discovered through trial and error that it, instead of paying for parking, he would just get tons of parking tickets, and it was cheaper. Like he, really? He did, the, he did the math, and he figured if he got like 57 parking tickets a year, it was still cheaper than <laughs> paying for parking. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> That's very funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy city. It's uh, really too bad. Punt. I can't believe yeah. a punt is not a euphemism for something. That sounds dirty, doesn't yes, it? Yes, well, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a euphemism. It is, absolutely. I'd muff her punt, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God! <laughs> You're such a filthy man. <laughs> I'm muff a punt soon. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. Get a muff a punt, Tom. Always use protection. You know the rules. Okay. Okay, for new listeners, this is an indication that Kostaki's wife is not at home right now. <laughs> Tough guy when she's not there. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know me pretty well. Uh, ah, yes, I do. No doubt about it. 
there were other games. Titans upset the Ravens, although the Patriots are not in the playoffs. So how upset can we really be? I mean, everything's great. That's true. At this point. Yeah. Kudos to the Titans. Usually when you hear Tennessee upset someone, it involves the Confederate flag. So that's really nice. <laughs> I like it. Tennessee hasn't, here's an old one, Tennessee hasn't shocked the country like this since the Scopes Monkey Trial. There's a... Oh, my God. Spencer Tracy, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Inherit Uh, the wind. Lamar Jackson looked great at times and terrible at times. So, like the Jackson 5 family over the years, right? Thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson had a tough night. Baltimore might have had fewer turnovers with Tito Jackson. Thank you. Texans Chiefs, Houston remembers the Alamo, but they're going to want to forget this. Oh, man, I I would. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the most embarrassing things I've. 24 to nothing, and you lose 51 to 31. I mean, that's really a crazy sequence of events. The Chiefs came from behind like a Greek porno. It was was very exciting. Oh, God. (laughs) He worked in the Greeks. I like it. I like it. Works for me. The Chiefs scored so many touchdowns, they didn't have enough fireworks left to shoot off at the end. Uh, oh, that's God. happened to me before. Oh, Nothing to be ashamed of. But, you know. Thank you. Thank you very much. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, game in Lambeau uh, last night, Seahawks-Packers. That's some home field advantage. It's like you invite guys over to play a football game inside of a beer freezer. That is cold, man. Lambeau looks cold, like Pelosi and Trump sharing an Uber. Very cold. Very, oh, very God, cold can't even imagine. It's so cold, fans tried to thaw their fingers by dipping them in the tears of Vikings fans just to keep them warm. <laughs> Anyone? God, it's Are too bad. There? <laughs> it's too bad you only have five minutes this week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> so cold in Lambeau. Fans are wearing muffs on their punts, everybody. It's a callback. Uh, you, you are not going to give that up, are you? The muffed <laughs> punt. It's all there is uh, to it. This uh, Aaron Rodgers agent in the State Farm ad, oh, I'm mm-hmm. tired of seeing that ad. He makes me miss that cheesehead kid from a few years ago. <laughs> oh, God, that was horrible, too. Aaron, but I know, but it's so much better than this one. Aaron Rodgers the kid running around. We could have an Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, State Farm Super Bowl here coming up. With, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman arrested for jumping on a car. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I guess he got drunk enough and tried to upgrade from garden gnome to hood ornament. I don't know. He's <laughs> not a big man. We know that. <laughs> it was a good uh, description of the Patriots' offense this year. Misdemeanor vandalism. That's pretty much all they achieved. <laughs> Uh, he's a Patriot, so to be fair, he's not used to being off in January. He's got no idea what to do with himself. He's just out there drinking you know, and prob- running around. <laughs> that's probably true. I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to, I should be in the playoffs. I guess that's I should true. get drunk and jump on a Mercedes for no reason. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> get arrested for that. My God. Yeah, it's, I, you know, the, the, I looked harder because I wanted to see the full story, but there's really just like... There's just like four lines to the story. No one's really got a better version of it. So I guess he just got drunk and did a dumb thing. And yeah, <laughs> I get arrested though. I mean, you got to be doing a pretty obnoxiously dumb thing. <laughs> I don't know. 
Bill Cower is going to be in the Hall mm. of Fame. Oh, he got excited good. at the announcement. He pumped his fist and he turned his head and he totaled an SUV with his chin. He's got a very big chin. He does have a chin on him, doesn't he? He does. Uh, longtime coach Mike Malarkey retiring from football. Well, I hope he doesn't think he can work on the Biden campaign because there is no Malarkey. No Malarkey. <laughs> I saw it coming. Actually, I've known Mike for about 30 years. Mike is a great guy. Is he? That's cool. Yeah, he's a really nice man. He was a Viking for a long time. He was just been a really around good a long guy. time. He had a good, long career in the NFL. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Really good guy. And his last job was tight ends coach for the uh, for the Falcons, who had a great year with their tight ends. So, mm-hmm. pretty good way to go out, actually. I uh, like it. All right, let's close on a uh, Jameis Winston joke, shall we? They're trying to decide whether or not to bring him back to the Buccaneers. You know, it'd be great if, oh, if the Bucks refused to sign Jameis and he threw a fit and it got intercepted and run back for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, ladies and gentlemen. I still love the fact that this guy gets drafted. The first thing he does is steal crab by shoving it down his pants. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's what a character. What is wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with that guy? He, there were several pre-pro uh, era stories about him that made you just go, what? He did what? He stood on the table yeah. and at the cafeteria at FSU and sang about some words I can't say right now. <laughs> <laughs> words I can't use. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, who knows? So who As are you usual, for now? Do you, are you, do you, right. you go, you're anti-Packers, I'm presuming? Oh, 100%. No, I'm not anti yeah, I, I'm not rooting for anybody. Unless my team's in it, I give a rat's ass. Okay, so you don't have the I hate the other teams in my division thing. No, I, don't, I got none of Unless we're talking about radio. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's, that's telling. <laughs> that's, that's telling. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of radio, I'm going to be in Miami for uh, Super Bowl Radio Row down there. If you uh, you, if you are any, yeah. If you got any peeps that want some football jokes, I'm going to be running all over the place. Yeah, when are you going to go down? Uh, I'll be there the Sunday before and through the Wednesday. I always go at the beginning of the week when it's not quite so insane. And you don't stay for the game? No, I don't get. I get a I get a uh, media week credential that doesn't include the game. And by the time Thursday and Friday rolls around. There's, you know, I've I've done yeah. it before. I literally get bumped by Steve Young, and you know, oh like yeah, yeah, the giantest names possible are on Radio Row. So I go in early, get on all the stations, and then leave before the hotels get expensive. <laughs> well, I might go down there uh, then, as a matter of fact. And if I ha- and if I do head down there, I'll have, we'll have to have dinner or something. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd we'll love to do that. Yeah. I, sure. Matter of fact, I will call you this week sometime because that's, man, that's only a few weeks away now. It's, it's only yeah, three weeks right. away. It's sneaking Alex's up. birthday, February 2nd. Our daughter's birthday is on the Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. That's kind of fun. Exactly. I like it. That's no Christmas. That's my birthday. That's a weird one. Your At birthday's on Christmas Day. <laughs> it's not yeah, that's true. Your birthday. <laughs> that's a good point. I got I got an email from a guy did last week on the on the morning show the KQ morning show and he goes, you think your life sucks? I was born on December fifth. My brother was born on December twenty fifth. 
So my mother celebrated our birthdays on December 17th. Oh. They, neither one of them got a real birthday celebration. Oh, they wow. both went That's on the 17th. <laughs> I've never heard that version. Me either, man. That's cold right there. My wife has a weird one. My wife is Krista. Uh, a year later to the day, uh, her no, wait, her brother was first. Her brother is uh, Christian, is Christopher. Uh, my wife was born exactly a year later on the same day. So they named Wait a minute, Christa. run that by me again. My, what? My, my wife and my brother-in-law have the same birthdays one year apart. Oh, okay. And okay. they have the same name. They went with uh, Christopher and then Krista. And then the third kid was born like six years later, but they felt weird about not naming him the same thing, so they named him Christian. Mm-hmm. So they all three have the same name, essentially, and two of them share a birthday. <laughs> so. That's amazing. They kind of get, you know, their birthday gets lost in the shuffle, too, in a completely different way. Aww, that's enough to make a grown man weep right there. <laughs> I know, I know. That's I'll try sharing it with Jesus. No one pays attention to you at all. It's the worst. Well, did you hear my you hear my story about that? What's up? We'll close with this one. <clears throat> all right. So I said on the show. You're still on my line. I said on the <laughs> Yes, I stole your line, exactly. <laughs> I said that I want to, someday when I die, if I go to heaven, I'm going to stand before God, and I'm going to look at Jesus and go, hey, could you move down one seat because i got to talk to your dad? What do you think? <laughs> Some people thought that was really sacrilegious. I said, I didn't tell him to move. I asked him if he would move. I just had to talk to his dad for a while. What's wrong with that? Oh, you asked. That's what makes it less sacrilegious than telling. <laughs> it's not sacrilegious at all. I have very important questions for God. What about the Holy Ghost? Is he going to move down too? Is he there as well? He's kind of on the lower rung. I don't need that. Let's go to the, let's go to the top guy, right? I got no question for the Holy Ghost. Okay, so here's my question. So Jesus moves down a seat because he's a good guy. And then I sit at the right hand of God and I turn to him and go, okay, son, you have a question? I said, yes, God, I do. Why do some people think Steve Harvey's funny? <laughs> what do you think? All That's that your question you've been waiting your whole life to ask God. Right. All that, that way to take a cheap shot at Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve <day>. Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> the family feud guy just yeah. had to take him down a peg. Uh, you've known me long enough. Uh, Miss Philippines. That's all I have to say about Steve Harvey. Miss Philippines. Oh, wait a minute. All right, Kostaki, we'll talk to you in another week when more people just kick our ass or something. Yeah, I don't know what to there's tell only, you. There's only three games left. Sorry, Pro Bowl, not counting you. So, uh, But they're lined well, up. Who watched? I'm, I'm rooting for Chiefs, and uh, whatever happens yep. on the other side, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. That Mahomes is fun to watch. So, Plus the fact Andy Reid's kind of a nice guy, isn't he? I think so. He's, he's good to root for. I like that guy. God, when they were down 24 points, the look on his face was, I'm going to kill every one of these people. (laughs) (laughs) You want want to kill all his players. He was not happy, man. Patrick Mahomes. How do you run out of fireworks when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback? you got to stock up on your fireworks. (laughs) Disrespectful to the man. I agree completely. Kostaki, maybe I'll I'll see you in a couple weeks. weeks. I look forward forward to it. Thanks a lot, man. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.